Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the only podcast where we roll dice and like to hear ourselves talk. Today, I'm with Dakota and Saya. Hi, I guys. Survived, I survived the shooting. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, anyway, Saya, how's your day been? <laughs> My day's fine. It's been all right. <laughs> How about your it's uh you know i have my dr pepper and i have my cheese and i have my notes and i'm ready to go those are all bad for voice it's like not a good thing this guy's that. obsession with, with cheese and what's gross is like if we go on road trips he'll eat gas station like cheese and it's very dangerous but he's he's got it down to a science he hasn't been sick from it yet speaking of snacks do you like beer uh i do not drink do you like beer saya i do do you like beer in it uh, I I've recently had a chat with him, and he's a, he's a pretty nice guy. All right, well that's good because we're <laughs> we're going to interview him. Oh, oh, yeah. that's exciting! <laughs> yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a really really nice guy, and he's a very talented Kelting player. For those who don't know Birinid, he was a big big guy in the first edition of Kill Team. You know, he had his YouTube channel. I watched the hell out of that when I was first learning the hell game. Hell yeah. It's a very good channel. I listened to that stuff in the shower. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. You just turn the volume on loud and just take a shower. It's uh-huh. fine. Yep. It, it's always funny to me because it's like when I like first ever talked to him, uh, he introduced himself as Chris. So like now I'm going through everybody's like Kill Team name and their stream names. And I'm just like, who's that? Oh, yeah, that's Chris. But then I realized there's like 30 Chris's that play this game in Southern California alone. <laughs> yeah, between Chris and there's there's quite a few. Yeah. We work with quite a few Chris's. Allens? No, Al- Allens. No, Allens is right. We yeah, have, we there's have a bunch of Allens, a bunch of Chris's, a bunch mm-hmm. of. That's it, I think. No, no, James. A bunch James. Of James. It's James. It's yeah, James. And we're just beginning to rename people behind their backs nicely, though. But, like, we have to because. <laughs> there's so many. But the three of us have never ran into. Have you ever met another Giacomo? No, I meant. I have yeah. met other Dakotas, but none that play. Uh, board games, oh, tabletop okay. games. What do okay. they do instead? Uh, one was an electrician, and the rest were younger than me. I hmm. met one Dakota other than you, but it was a lady. Oh, so a lady Dakota. It was a lady there Dakota. There are lady Dakotas as well. Yes. Yeah, that is. That I is, have not it's ran a into unisex a lady name, Dakota. which is totally fine. It is. It is. And then I've never met another Saya. So, yep. Well, Saya, how have you been doing with your hobby track? What have you been working on? Uh, so I currently, I just got shamed horribly by Dakota. He said yep. I had a pile of shame because I just she bought. Has, for the first time in her entire life, she has a pile of shame. I do. And I, I get on Dakota for this all the time. A pile the time. of pride. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a um, an unopened box novitiates. Okay. I just ordered a whole bunch of uh, intercessors because I'm going to do a blood angels army. And I just got the pieces that I think I'm waiting on like five more dudes. Um, so I don't feel too shameful about that because I feel like when you paint them. Oh, you, sh- you have you have another. Team I too. know. I know. I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, but like, I don't feel um, like bad about the blood angels because I want them all together. So when you do like the initial painting, everything's on the same page. You know, you want to paint your whole team together. You really like that show. I do. I like Angels it. of Death, man. Get on it. I'm it not is. Gonna watch it's good. Why I'm, not? Only because at this point, it's a, it's a running thing where I haven't watched at it. This and point, I said it episode so three. So my whole kill team is going to be after this. I, even my display board is going to be I've from seen, Angels I've seen of your Death. Toy that you what have, I'm going to so do yeah. is we're going to invite <laughs> that you over to awful a, fake, another. a fake party <laughs> and we're going to just have you sit down and binge watch all of The episodes are so Warhammer and chill. Yeah, Warhammer and chill. Um, Oh, and I just bought a Uh, box of uh, Void Dancers. I saw that on your Instagram. I know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about that. And um, so it's just like I think I'm gonna try. So you're up to four teams now, huh? Yeah, it should be four. Four right now. And so I feel like you know, I mean, I was really excited to play Novitiates, but because I play Warp Coven and they're already kind of a complicated team, I was like, oh, I'd like to take a step back and try to maybe focus on something that's not so difficult and i'm not saying that they're not difficult because i think that void dancers are pretty tricky but i don't think they're going to be like novitiates where they have like trick plays i don't know i just had to learn about void dancers and trying to figure out like their whole acts and stuff was a little weird but once you figure it out it starts playing smoother well i'm also a theater major so like it's so it kind funny. of fits with you it, it's funny though because it's like when i hear their uh like the way everything it's it's their allegories. Yeah, and it's hilarious to me because I like I was I actually overheard you saying that, and I kept turning around looking at you like, "What are you talking about over there?" So I, I got a beginner's tip for everyone. Uh, 
The Harlequins all still have fly. I have ran into yes. that. A couple, it's, it's a keyword. A couple, it's, it is a keyword. So there is a lot of, there's actually been three groups of players now that I've run into, and they all thought that, they, that, that the Void Dancers have lost fly because it's no longer in their, their keywords. When I was down in Orange County recently, everyone thought that, once again, they lost fly and I had to go in and I had to show them. And I was like, no, they still have fly, but it's down here now. And they're right. Like, oh, that's where I, I couldn't wait, find it either. Exactly. Every single one of them have, have fly. fly. Every oh, see, I'm, fly. I'm very excited. Cause it's like, I, I've kind of pushed novitiates back because it's like, like, I really think that they're gonna be really fun. I'm also having a hard time playing two APL teams. Like I've, I've played around a little bit with other ones and it's, it's, it's play that guard. You have 14 AP two APL. I know. And that guard's the one I did. I, I think we were, it, we were playing around and he was playing warp coven and I was playing his vet guard. And I was like, it's, it's nice because you don't, you have to think things through, but really you get to a point where you just have to make a decision because you only have two APL. And I think, uh, what pathfinders have two APL as well. Pathfinders. Yeah. All have it. Yeah, uh, two yeah. APL, yeah. I, yeah. But they all, they used to be able to group activate five models in a row. But oh, GW oh, nerf that. Yeah. So they used to be stronger than they are now, but we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Giacomo, uh, what has been your, what have you been doing for hobbying lately? Well, I've been working on the commission still that I've, that I've been doing, and I've been painting some of my Marvel characters. Like, I just finished X-23, Ooh. and there is a few Phobos Marines I ordered, like, this parts for, so uh-huh. that I could finish out that team and actually have more WYSIWYG, okay. even though most of the players I've played against really don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you run an Eliminator, it's the same, you know. Yeah, they they were fine with that. Yeah. You have an Instagram, though, where you post pictures of your work, Yeah, it's you? under Wargaming underscore studios. Yeah. Yeah, you can find it there. Absolutely. Or on our Discord. <laughs> yeah, on our Discord as well. Make sure you guys join that if you're Kill Team enthusiasts. You can find that in the show notes. Yeah, show notes, and you'll also get all the latest updates for SoCal Open, LVO, Squad Games. All, all the Squad stuff. Games events we're having. Yeah. When's, when's the, next, the next tournament? The uh, next tournament's on September 10th. September yes. 10th. But while we're on the subject of tournaments, uh, we will all be attending, uh, us three be attending Strategicon uh, in LA, uh, representing they, Squad Game. The first week, the first weekend of uh, September. Yeah, yeah. Eric is running. Uh, he's the TO uh, there, uh, so we're all going to run down. I think they're running GW terrain. So, um, Birnit's going to be there. Birnit is going to be there, and that's yeah. going to be. He's teaching games on Friday. So, if you guys want to go meet him. You know, and learn some strategies from the from the man himself. Uh, maybe have a beer with him. Maybe have a beer with him. Uh, yeah, definitely. He, Cy and I will. I know you won't. <laughs> you can have a root beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a Dr. Pepper <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, go down on Friday. I don't think we're going to be there Friday, but we'll, there, we'll be there uh, Saturday, maybe Sunday as well. To at least try to play some of those events. Have yeah. a good time. Yeah. So it should be good uh, supporting all the TOs in, in our local scene and having fun. Okay, this is crazy, but I've actually never been a part of a tournament that had GW terrain. Train, really? Yeah. And like when we do teaching games and we're at we're guests at other people's stores and we use that terrain, I'm always like, How does this most, work? Most players find that to be like the ultimate standard. I think that it's it's sometimes hard because uh when you're playing in tournaments like that They're mm. not quite as defined of what's what. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, found that an issue when I played 40k tournaments. You really have to know and talk to the TO or read the packets beforehand. Ahead of time, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes the doors work, sometimes they don't, depending on the TO. It's not just that. It's also like it's not scaled to squad games either. I've noticed that like the movement on them. I Maybe I'm just spoiled because. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like the movement's also very heavily affected um, when things are an inch taller than, you know, they should be. Yeah, so like the Chalneth terrain is five inches tall. So it takes six inches to climb instead of the standard four inches on everything else. That's just just a rougher experience. (laughs) And and I think the cool thing about it that that you can take away from it from a a tournament aspect is. Generally, most tournaments are going to be played on this kind of terrain or yeah. home-built terrain or MDF terrain, right? So yeah. these GW terrain is going to be, it's, every table is going to be different because it's impossible to buy 30 tables of Chalmuth or 30 tables of this or 30 tables of that. A lot of times, like to run a GW tournament, you have to have either things, you either have to buy them and spend a, a pretty penny to buy everything or... You're going to have to, because uh, that's a lot of things that people don't understand for TOs is that a lot of times they have to buy the terrain or they have right. to They're make bringing the it themselves. And they're also yeah. working entirely for free. It's, yeah. it's, it's usually, it's yeah. usually yeah. a volunteer position. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so, you know, so that's, that's probably the hardest thing is that, that the, these TOs are, are donating their time to make an event fun. And if they don't have sponsors, then they pay for, they pay for these, these things out of their pocket, especially at these big events. So be nice to your TOs guys. They've been through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it kind of, it kind of, it's the GW terrain is really, is really interesting and it's really cool and it's also very varied it's not as standardized as the terrain that we typically play on mm-hmm. um but it doesn't mean that it's less viable yeah it's still yeah we're just used to one style yeah i'd yeah. say but it's it's interesting though because it's like when we do uh like the squad game tournaments i've noticed like how fair the boards are and i know that we work a lot with people's input and make sure that you know so it's usually not one size favors another so much that it heavily affects the game yeah that's i mean that's the reason why we're running all these tournaments is to make sure that we have a varied enough terrain to make sure that it is uh good enough for lvo and the socal open and the team tournament and you got to build up those those people so they'll go to lvo yeah gotta get that hype well we gotta get we gotta get the west coast bigger the gotta, east gotta coast rope them in the east coast is quite huge and I'm, I'm pretty excited i'm gonna try to make uh kill team open bro just year. make teleporters then you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> and they can just walk through that to the, to the west couldn't coast. this be star trek already you know beam me in saya giacomo <laughs> Fun fact, if I'm thinking Star Trek correct, when you get beamed up, you're actually a different version of yourself. No, you're not. Is that what it was? Because I no, thought you get I know rebuilt. that there was a fear she's of that. She's the Trekkie, so yeah, she's so. going to know. There was a fear of that, that you're not initially the person you are. You're a copy of no, who you were. No, I thought that's were. how they, they, they explained it in Star Trek, wasn't it? It's. I don't think that's how it is. I think that was a fear. That's why like there was okay. like people who didn't want to to use the teleporters because that was like... A, because, I mean, like essentially, I guess you would be a replica like a 3d print essentially (laughs) but like that really because i mean like if you really accept that like the 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 complexity of mapping out your brain and giving you every single memory you ever have but here's the weird thing weapons if you don't have them you wouldn't know if you were missing memories like realistically like how would you know if you're missing something like that like maybe that's why each (laughs) time you watch different star treks there's different captains because it's (laughs) you've lost your memory and you think it's this guy instead yeah i can see that I don't know. I feel like if that was the case, like dementia would probably be a much bigger problem <laughs> on these ships. <laughs> I kind of wish there was like a Star Trek miniature game where you could like there play the captain. Oh and stuff. yeah, no, there's not that. And then like you could have like them fight the predator or alien and stuff. See, you know? that's not Star Trek. <laughs> and then like, and then the predator could like kill off all of the the crew that you hate the most. You know that that particular season, and then just leave Jody Jane Foster. That's her name, right? Leave her alive because she's like Ripley in space now. We all have to cope some way, right? With our anger. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. Well, let's cope our way to this interview. <laughs> Hi there, everybody. Here with us tonight is the founder and co-host of Killzone Podcast, Bearnitted. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good, good, good. So uh, we're here talking about Pathfinders, correct? Yep. I'm here to talk about whatever you guys need me to talk about. <laughs> I like Kill Team. It will be Pathfinders. Uh, okay. So, okay. Um, have you, you were at LVO at the beginning of this year, correct? Yes. I try to make it out there every year if I can. I love LVO. What uh, did you play this year? Pathies. I, I oh, took you Pathfinders. Did play Pathfinders. How yeah. did you feel they fared during LVO? So I went in with Next to Zero Prep. It was uh, my first in real life game of Pathfinders was live on stream day one. Um, so oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was super trial by fire and uh, terrifying because uh, I was playing against Spain, you know, and those guys are just uh, murdering. Uh, and yeah, it went uh, it went good. I, I, you know, felt by the end of it, I felt uh, I'd learned a lot about the team. I uh, did something very similar with Vetguard. I uh, had no games played. Uh, I'm lucky I did the pods on the first day because the pods weren't really timed. It took me like three hours to play my first game. Beyond LVO, have you done other tournaments this this year? Yeah, I I try to do a lot. I don't do as many as some, but uh, I think I do a little bit more than like your typical, you know, your your average bear. Um, and uh, which I, I don't mean that in any context whatsoever. By the way, listeners, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this this uh, this this interview is going great. Um, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm ruining it already. Crashing the ship. But yeah, I, I, I've i been to KTO, uh, Kill Team Open, which, you know, those guys are super, super cool. Uh, they flew me out there for that, actually. It's like uh, I, I left with a new family of sorts. Uh, but I, So I did that. 
Uh, I did LBO. I did SoCal, but I guess that wouldn't count for this year. Some RTTs, and I just recently won Strategicon. Uh, I think it was last month. So oh, was... congrats. Congratulations. Thank I you. did not know that. Yeah. Good old Pathies once again. Oh, Apparently... I was going to say, did you play Pathfinder? So yeah. you are Pathfinder guide. Yeah, well, chose I, well. I mean, so it's kind of a weird thing because this is the second edition that I've chose Tyranids, but uh, Pathies chose me. You know, it's like the whole Thug Life chose me thing. That's that's Tau. <laughs> that's how Tau are. You get to be the the villain of the tournament uh, sometimes. Why this team? What what's drawn you to want to play them? What, what's their appeal to you? So they just have a really amazing toolbox that really fits my player personality because I like stacks and synergies and overlapping interactions with different things. I like positioning. Um, and these guys just have that, you know, their movement. It's like, I, I can get a 21 inch grenade off in, in round one, if I need to, you know, uh, before the nerf, it was like, you could do that twice and then have a couple 18s. Uh, or it's like, you can be real cagey. Uh, they they just match really well into different things, and I like you know with the, the list building taking less of it, more of a backseat I should say this edition as compared to last edition. I just feel that these guys still allow me to tailor to the opponent, you know, because uh, I think a lot of my success in the past has been metagaming and kind of predicting what will be at a place when, and being able to figure out a counter to that. And, and so when the edition first kicked off and list building was you know really different. Uh, I found in these guys the ability to still, you know, I, I can change my approach. I can be super cagey and it's like, you know, popping out and just taking little opportunity things or I can be really aggressive. Um, and I just, I love these guys. The play style is really, really great. With list building being a little more restricted, what does a typical team look like for you? So um, it's always 12 or 13. So if you don't take the recon drone, you get an extra body. And uh, I, I actually like that. A lot of people think that the recon drone is an auto take and in a lot of matches. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes like if something has an invuln, for example, like Harlequins, I want them to eat every possible dice, you know, every shot possible and having the extra body, you know, with four or five damage carbine uh, on your basic guy first day on the job, that would be a special weapon in any other faction. And uh, so having that and just having 13 guys that they need to eat through is really, really great. Um, so it's a large team, most definitely. It is, you know, and like a, a lot of people were saying that the big bad was vet guard for a while with their 14. It's like, well, these guys are 13 with more, more damage on each shot. And with the drone controller, I can let something shoot twice, you know, one of, like the gun drone. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm at that 14 at that point with stronger damage. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely think they're the best team right now. Uh, um, stuff like that. Out of everybody, what do you think your most valuable operative is on your team? So, it, I, I look at this in kind of two ways. It, it's a weird thing. There's like, there's the fact that the drone controller and like a, it's like a two model thing the, the drone controller and something like the marker light drone or a shield drone that can forward deploy to the middle that gets me two points round one every game so i just absolutely love that but the leader is honestly never talked about and he's almost like that meme i don't know if you guys have ever seen it but it's like that you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about thing you know what i mean that that is this this model like like they, they were nerfing custodies because they had four apl right and it's like, okay, let's look at this dude. So base two, he can have a third put on him with the uh, the the comms guy. So he's at three APL, a free mission action once per game. So now he's at four. And then with Montka active, a free dash. So yeah, he's just a monster. That's yeah. five, a pseudo That's five APL. Disgusting. Right. And it's all legal, right? Because legally you can only have plus one APL, but the actions that get added on don't don't interact with that so he's got five things he can do right now if you really want to pump him up and uh he's just he's so good man he's such a good little utility guy uh i use him for secondaries and stuff a lot he's mm -hmm. kind of good good points guy and and him giving kalyan or montka or you know like a whole army-wide buff for one turn is just really really great yeah uh, i mean this kind of ties in is 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 he your personal favorite, or do you have one that's that's not the leader? That's a personal favorite. The leader's probably my personal favorite. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing about it is, 
before the nerf, my favorite was the Transpectral because he was secretly the Grenadier that you needed to worry about, even though there was a model called the Grenadier. Because um, the Transpectral could ignore uh, obscurity. And a lot of people think that's his gun, but it's actually just written on the data sheet. I ignore obscurity when I make a shooting attack. So you could go in there with a 21-inch grenade threat, ignoring um, ignoring like cover and conceal and stuff because of the indirect rule of the grenade, but also ignoring obscurity. So you were able to just get these angles, these impossible little little things, and and hit this just unexpected little blob. Because when you look at Tau, what made the, the grenade stuff so great was that People are afraid of the rail rifles, right? So they cluster up and they hide round one, thinking, oh, I don't want to get rails or ions to shoot all my guys. Well, that then opened them up for these grenade blast plays because they were all clustered up. And you'd hit five, six guys sometimes with a single EMP grenade. And against like these 14 model lists, uh, it was just savage, you know, because you can't get every guy outside of two inch blast radius from each other. So they'd like clump up and then it was just like, boop, you know, you just just knock the knock them down so, yeah, yeah. The, there's a when i was at lvo uh one of the pathfinder players that i played against twice actually he called his guy dr yeet and he would just <laughs> run <laughs> run his guy at me turn one and try to kill my sniper my medic and my spotter every single game and it was very annoying considering i had to play him twice um and uh I think the second game, he killed the sniper and the medic, but he killed the sniper first, so I was able to bring him back to life. So it was it was still a really, really good play. Yeah, I, I sympathize with your uh, with your experiencing that, but on the other <laughs> side, it feels so good. It's oh, like, hell yeah, it does. Hell it's yeah, just it does. like, oh man, there's this thing you have that needs to die? Like, Tau can do that. They, they can yeah. do that. I mean, Pathfinders, if you want to say the the, Do you the think that they way. got significantly nerfed when the grenade changes came out? Well, not a lot of people were playing them like I was. I was, uh, I played against Chris Bocci and uh, saw how I I had never seen a two 2.0 game that aggressive, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Because he was playing Vetguard. It's like Tau can do this better, and uh, I just I just kind of copied what he was doing and just added more and more grenades over a couple games. And it just was like, oh, I can do this with two guys. Oh, it's actually, it's not 18-inch range. It's 21-inch range. Oh my God, it's not 21-inch range. It's 21-inch range with two guys. You know, and, and uh, it just kept getting more and more brutal. So for me, it was a hard nerf. Um, but you got to think too that Tau also don't like to be on the receiving end of Blast because they're also a 12 or 13-man team that's kind of hard to to tuck seven in wounds. yeah yeah so you know it's kind of like uh kind of isn't the worst thing sometimes and and you know these guys that uh were already leveraging a lot of high intensity marker lights and stuff are just like no problem you know yeah, absolutely so, well, the only thing it really did is it made the grenadier not an auto take every game so it's like if i have one thing that needs oh, to go off yeah i'll just take him and yeet him in and do you know the fusion and the big marine dies or something but uh -huh. like if if it's blast or something like that uh and i like if, if there's a two grenade play that is valuable i will not take him and then spread those out on multiple models so that i can still have two 21 inch grenade yeets post how many how many grenades are you allowed to bring now you can only have one of each type yeah okay yeah all right it's, it's sadness because uh, i had six on the board in some games yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. Her team does not typically play. Uh, she plays Warp Covenant. They don't necessarily have grenades, so she doesn't. They don't have. Any I've been grenades. on the receiving end of grenades, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, oh, but none, none like the Tau. I'm not going to lie. I was looking through the equipment list before this, before this interview, and uh, the damage that some of your grenades do are unlike any other. It, it, in all of Kill Team. I mean, you've got like your APs and your Mortal Wound 3s and some of these things. It's just incredibly mm -hmm. horrific. Yeah, it's like, it's just, uh, it's so good because you could take the 5 through equipment and then you had the guy who came with them for free. So you'd have the 6 on the board. And the EMP grenades being lethal 4 up mm -hmm. against something like a Scion, because it's lethal X. Whatever your save is, it that becomes now a crit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, okay, I hit on 3s four five and six is a crit it's just like damn and it's and you just monster. get in on those guys yeah it, i've had some savage savage games uh against things like scions uh because it's like they, they just melt 
under that. Well, I mean, sticking with the equipment side of this, other than grenades, uh, do you have other favorite equipment that's kind of like your go-to when you're when you're equipping these guys? Yeah, there's a lot of viable stuff in there. Um, what I don't do is I don't split things up typically. I don't do like, oh, a climbing rope on this guy and a high intensity on this dude. And, and something like it's usually to the matchup. I've tried to figure out what is the optimal take, and mm-hmm. I'll have as much of that as I can. And so, the number one right now is high intensity marker lights because you can be obscured, you can be concealed. I, I could be where I can't have a viable shot, but now I can put two marker lights on you as long as I can see you. Um, and that is just really, really good. And yeah, now that Harlequins have started to be a thing, I've really started to use the uh, photon grenades more because Harlequin's thing is I ignore cover. I mean, I ignore terrain when I move and I, you know, with fly and I go fast and all this stuff. Uh, and basically you can hit them after they move and now they can only move four inches. Um, you know, so that's just, it, it kind of locks them in place for next round and you can position things around and get, you know, really, uh, you can, you can finagle some really good situations out of that. Um, so really starting like photon grenades. Do you, uh, I was going to say this, uh, do you have a, a, a go-to dr- drawing, a, Drone, like you uh, get to pick. I'm sorry, I'm struggling with that for some reason. Drone, do you have a go-to drone? Uh, Yeah. um, So there's three main ones for me, which is the the recon drone, Mm -hmm. because of the whole chaining activations thing. You know, you can see somebody say, hey, I can see you. And my friend that I really, really like, I'm going to let him shoot better now when he shoots you. And then he goes go ahead and activate now out of sequence friend. And uh, so he's really, really powerful and he's a little bit better in melee and a little bit chonkier. Uh, so I, I really do like him. Uh, but uh, the shield drone is really good. Not for the intended purpose. You know, a lot of people would have him next to a buddy and say, Hey buddy, now instead of you dying, it'll be me. Um, but I really like the ability to forward deploy him to the center because you can have one drone leave your DZ and be, you know, within six inches of it. So a lot of times he gets on a point and then it'll be like drone controller activates on a point, tags, ships activation to that drone. That drone, even if he had to eat a round of shooting, is still there, you know, gets to activate out of sequence, tag that point, you know, so it's like one activation. Great for loot salvage. Yeah, one activation, two VP is is really powerful. Uh, And then the other one is the marker drone because Mm -hmm. like when it's the shield drone, a lot of times it's tag and run away, um, but you know when it's the marker, he can tag and then put two marker lights on somebody. Uh, so that's just a beautiful thing. So I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, every single time that I've ever played Pathfinders, there's been quite a few times. Um, everyone usually takes the weapons as expert as with rail rifle. Do you think there's any chance that? ion rifles might overtake the the rail rifle yes um so it, it's not that it's better in every single you know situation but there's there's multiple places where you would like to bring out uh one or the other um because there's something really strong in this game like let's say you have a two up save custody right well mm-hmm. if i have five dice and a reroll, i have more dice than you have saves and sure. I have the AP. So you have two saves against five dice, basically, with a reroll. So, and, and they're five, six damage each, you know? Yeah, they're disgusting. So it's really, for the volume of it is, is what pushes it over the edge. Even unovercharged, uh, you know, against like lower wound models or something like that, it can be really, really powerful because it's just volume. that You don't have enough dice to try and save this. And if two go through, you know, this this veteran guardsman or whatever is dead yeah yeah so i like i really like those um what i build those for so this is like some philosophy stuff um i don't build those to kill your strong stuff like i don't take a gun to kill the stuff that's gonna kill me i use those to pressure the opponent because i'm typically having five or six points turn one kind of flow charted out and i'm i'm pointing just pure death at one or two of yours. So you can't necessarily finagle your quote-unquote easy objectives that you thought you were going to have or 
it's going to cost you a body per point or something like that. And so what you find is that it, it really compresses the other guy's score and it just eats them up in the bracket. Like they will have a very low scoring game going against these guys because of the way that I kind of use the, the big guns. So that might yeah. be something useful to somebody listening that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Especially elite teams uh, because in against other teams like craft worlds who can take 12 models and other, other shooty hordes or just horde in general, just having that board presence and that board control over those losing a space Marine or two space Marines in a turn is utterly devastating, especially to the firepower that these guys can bring out. And I don't really think about it like that, but that's, that's super insightful. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you can have, like if you save a round, let's say you do a lot of conceal round one and stuff, you can have those guys able to jump, shoot, jump, you know, like move up, shoot, dash back down or something to that effect. Um, just always ready to go and there's a secondary objective for putting marker lights on people and it's like you can just spam those out you know two here two here two here you know for times five because you can take five of those and then every other guy has a marker light and then there's a sixth high intensity if you've took taken the uh the the marker light drone so it's just like you spam these things out and then round two if you press go you can just wipe the board uh, with elites, there's a lot of cases where I've had elites that just there was nothing left end of turn two. After we go through how amazing, you know, all the all these operatives are, what do you think the most overrated model you have is? Uh, it, it's going to have to be the recon drone because I feel that people really I love them, but there too many people go and it's like Reddit say good, I take every game. You know what I mean? Uh, plasma good, me take. And totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes a 13 model list is just better. You know, sometimes you want that extra four shots with four or five damage. Yeah, I personally think that, especially in this kind of a game, just having more models is sometimes way more beneficial than having, um, you know, an, an extra shooty gun or an extra tanky model. Sometimes just having the extra models is just, it just can push you over into that next realm in, in certain cases. Yeah, because there's this faction dynamic that it's like, okay, if I'm going against elites, I can put three or four guys into a kill, no problem. I got, you know, thir- I got twelve guys at the end of the day. I'm, I'm, you know, versus six. So over two rounds, those those things are going to get nuked. But let's say you're going against a fourteen man vet guard team. I cannot put, you know, three four guys into a kill or something like that. Like there's a lot of diminishing returns. So a lot of times you're just trying to get a reroll or something and then pull the trigger. Uh, if even that, sometimes you're just, you know, in turn one, especially you're trying to simplify the board state as much as you can and just remove things, you know? And, and so you're taking shots, taking shots, like, please go through, at least be injured something. Um, and, and that's kind of how it goes. So the recon is for when you're able to put two guys, three guys into a kill. Uh, yeah. Not every match is okay with that. Ooh, I can see that. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of people struggling into Death Guard at our squad games tournaments recently. Yeah, and it's been it's been it's been a big thing um, that Death Guard are just dominating just because of how tanky they are. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone playing Vet Guard, and I don't see anyone playing Pathfinders. And I personally think that those two armies might be the best matchup into Death Guard. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think especially you hit the nail on the head with the. Uh with the Tau uh, the Pathfinders, because they're just so good at killing elites. You know, if there's some big, Agreed. important must-die, they've got that. They will come in and fusion something, move one, round one of the game, 21 inches, boop, with full rerolls, and just hit you with, you know, oh, there's nine mortal wounds, and, uh, and, and the other damage, and AP2, and, you know, all this stuff. And then it's like you still got three rails on the team, and your basic guy who's first day on the job, you know, is, is this game. It has a four or five damage carbine, and you could just marker light, marker light, marker light, marker light, and yeah, eventually they got to come out on objectives. You got a six point turn one, a five point turn one. They must change this game state or they lose. So you can play a very comfortable game. You, you kind of hang back, let them come out, and just get them. Would you say that helps it differentiate it from other kill teams, just having a lot of those abilities, or is there a specific thing that Tau have? So I think in general the shooty hordes are stronger this edition and i feel that tower the strongest shooty horde there 
so I explained the game of Kill Team like this. You know, I do coaching or something. One of the first things I try to explain to somebody is, imagine Kill Team is the alphabet. You can have a lot of fun playing A or B or C. You know, T, I, Tyranids. I love Tyranids. I have a great time with Tyranids. But some letters are a little different. I call them vowels, right? They, they, they have rules that these other things don't have. And every vowel is an expansion, but not every expansion is a vowel. And in this world, Pathfinders are Y. So they're like a vowel plus, you know what I mean? They, they've got their own thing that they, that they have going on uh, with the amount of options. That's something that I keep hearing over and over and over again is like, man, I couldn't believe how many options they have because it's like, okay, I move over and I shoot this guy. Well, it's like he gets saved by by the the medic or something. And it's like, okay, if I shoot the medic first, well, the guy that was right there is looking right at him and, and is going to shoot him. So let's say I come in with blast. Well, there's this guy three inches away who's not going to get hit by that blast, who's now seeing that guy and going to force a trade um, on this. So either way, this big scary gun is now removed from the table and I've still got a big team. So it's just like, there's a lot of no right answer going against these guys. You know, like uh, with the grenade eats. Let's say... I run a guy in 21 inches and I blast a bunch of dudes. Cool. He has now expended his, his, um, his output for this round, but people are now left with the decision. Do I shoot him? You know, he's, he's got another grenade on him. You know, if it's grenadier or something, he's got a fusion or, or EMP or something like that. He'll finish somebody off, but he already went, you know, and they've lost some guys and are injured. So it's like, okay, let's say they choose instead to ignore him saying, oh, it's inefficient to shoot him because he's already contributed output for this round. Well, next round, you have a guy with a 4-5 damage carbine, full health, and your DZ. Yep. With another grenade. So that's the thing about Tau, man, is it's just like, okay, let's look at secondaries. I get a guy on advantage, and I score advantage. Well, not only did I get a point, but next round I have a guy on advantage with a gun. You know? Yeah, I've always found pathfinders to be difficult because it's more along the lines of will your enemy will the pathfinder player misplay their operatives and put them in a way that you can that you can punish them rather than can you bully them because you can't really bully the uh the pathfinders right um but the only thing that i have found viable into them was being able to possibly counterplay them by uh, them making a mistake. And that's the closest counterplay that I've found of being playing into them. Yeah, that's the kryptonite of these guys is that there's so much to think about. Imagine you did five games day one or something, and now you're game three of day two after a 12-hour flight from L.A. to Baltimore. It's like you start messing up. You know That mental load, right? that's a very high mental load team. And I feel that this is something that keeps them down uh, is I, I think that there's players that are much brighter than me, like Chris Bocci that should be playing these uh, that hasn't, you know, taken these. And, and if, if he would, this is even with all the nerfs final form, you know, this is yeah, Frieza right there. I, uh, I would like to add on to that. Wh- which team do you think, pathfinder struggles most against in your opinion uh i think that the novitiates is difficult because they've got some gotchas that have really gotten me in the past at tournaments when they were new uh Mm -hmm. like the ability to shoot off of objectives in the strategic phase uh so start of the round you know and it's like there's four guys on objectives or something and they win initiative they'll shoot with all four of those one of them being a plasma and then they have initiative to shoot the plasma again Oh, and then when you I go see. to shoot them, they go, oh, faith point, blinding light. And you can't shoot that. Uh, so stuff like that is, is really interesting. Well, you uh, said that in the beginning when they're kind of a newer team and you didn't really know those gotcha moments, you think you would fare better now against them? I was uh, until the grenade nerf because it's... Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the grenade nerf. <laughs> yeah, you just come in and hit that pronatus. You hit the, the cup girl or whatever. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. There goes the eye of the emperor leader girl with the 15-inch plasma pistol. You just like... Bop, 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 bop. You just take, take them out and... You know, it, what's really cool is uh, with the forward deploys, if you're doing two yeets, you can also use your drone forward deploy to keep a shield drone right next to him. So it's like if they shoot at him, the drone eats it and then they still get to go anyway. So it's like you'd go with grenade, you know, to the left of the board and then they get to go. They shoot at this guy. He lives anyway and goes and does his, his bomb. 
you know, and then it's like, oh, well, I can take blast because you, you have to be within two inches for your drone to work. And you go, oh, okay. So since you have blast on your team, I'm going to put the medic with this guy and run him up as well because he can be three inches away and do his ability. So it's like there was just no answer to, to that grenade eat, you know. Oh, no. And so that was very effective against the novitiates for a while. Uh, we'll see how things are now. I, I, excluding compendium teams, who do you think Pathfinders have the easiest time finding wins against? Oh, geez. I think about that. Excluding compendium teams. Oh, man. That's a stumper. <laughs> we can come back to that later who on. I'm just trying to think, like, who am I happy to see? Well, Custodies are a compendium. Uh, they are. Oh, they but, they're, like but, but they're like they're like compendium plus, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's certain matchups that you're just like, yes! You know, when you see it on the pairings, you're just like, ah, I got custodies. I just got to kill four guys. Oh, man. Yeah, but you don't play rail rifles and ion cannons, right? <laughs> yeah. There's certain matchups where you're just like, yay! If, you know, it's not free win, but yeah. it feels that way sometimes, you know, until you we... get in there. Oh, okay. Easiest game? I'll tell you what it is. Uh, Wormblade. Oh. Oh, that's or, weird. Worm cult, whatever they're, they're yeah, Wormblade. That's yeah, word. Wormblade. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. wreck those guys. It's interesting to see where some teams struggle and then where others really come in there, and they're just like, "This is not a problem at all." Yeah. Moving on to um, more game structure questions. What what are your go to tack ops? So, uh, I really, really so there's there's a pseudo tack op that I use a lot called Mount Ka. It's a once per game thing that if your leader's alive, you can activate it. So mm-hmm. that allows you to, anytime you activate a guy, uh, you get a free dash, basically. And you can mm-hmm. do that anytime. Like some teams, they have to do it first or they have to do it after or something like that. These guys are just like, no, if you want, you know, when you activate this dude, you just do dash too. Um, so that's a really powerful one. And then I chain that with um, the uh, recon sweep ability a lot of times where if you're within six inches of a board edge, you get to do a dash. So okay. that's really powerful, those two in combination, especially with the fact that Tau can do two scouting phase dashes. So it, it's You're like... Just moving all over the place. Yeah, you got a couple guys with like 12 plus, you know, 12 inches or so of move. Let me think about that. Three, six, nine, and then six inch move. Yeah. So that's numbers. I have 15 inches or so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, that is really that like is those. more than Eldar. That's that's quite a lot. Yeah, I was just trying to think on a on a kill team board if you were going hot dog ways. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you're practically on the other side of the board. That would be Absolutely. quite horrifying. And it's funny too because it's like you you know you're a shooty team, but uh, I've done things like where I've thrown a grenade off a 21 inch move or something, and then wounded a bunch of dudes, and then I started charging drones into them, and the drones were winning combat. You know. Uh, because these guys are, it's like you're, they're injured now, and they're little Disgusting. cultists or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you have two drones or something in on them. So you're plus one to hit, and they're minus one to hit. So you're actually hitting better than their, their little cultists at that point. It's just they get to do everything. It's, it's such a beautiful team. I love Cal. <laughs> that is glorious. They're just so full of cheese. What is your uh, go-to st- strategic ploy? What's your strategic ploy? Uh... Let's see. Well, it would have been... I might have said this in the wrong order. I apologize. But yeah, go to... We're going to ask you them all strategic. Oh, okay. Go to strategic. Just ask them all. (laughs) So I didn't do this in the last game I played, but typically every game there's a worthy cause somewhere, which is actually a strat play, I think. Uh, But it's after initiative is already done and the game round has started, you get to just say, nope, I get to go first. And that's really strong. Uh... That's like one of my go-tos. Okay. I really like that. Oh, there's also, there's one that I'm coming to like a little bit more. It's kind of like Battle Buddies-ish. Uh, I forget the exact name of it, but it's, it's if you're in range of a friend, uh, you get better shooting, basically. We did go over equipment. We were to talk about grenades. Uh, and then we also talked about, were there, were there other equipment that you like to take? I feel like we've asked you this question before. Ask away. Is there any other equipments that you like other than the the grenades? Oh, yeah. So high-intensity marker lights are great. And uh, climbing rope can be really, really good. Uh, okay. 
like because a uh, leader with his once per action thing, he usually gets kind of a far out vantage. And if there's a lip or something like that, having a climbing rope on him lets me get up and over a little bit easier and stuff. Uh, so I like good. that. Also helps with jump, shoot, jump. Those are my main ones. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I find climbing rope to be. Uh, I I wish that climbing there was climbing equipment on a lot of teams, but uh, it's only really you guys and commandos. And there's a couple others, but those yeah. are the main. Yeah, that. I just wish there's so climbing rope is so useful. It's it so is. useful. I wouldn't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you wouldn't know. You yeah, you a Thousand fly. Suns. A thousand Suns is an interesting place. <laughs> I feel uh, like they're a very hard team to start with because it's like you have just a different team every game potentially that's what i tried to tell it's well it's weird because it's like when i was first introduced to kill team was a couple years ago and i was playing thousand suns so i was like oh the logical step would just do warp coven i'll just get some sorcerers and i was like whoa this is a completely different game yeah it's you know it's it makes them powerful but they're almost like one of the only teams that gets some of that last dead list building stuff and Yeah. yeah it's like i just feel like there's places to stub your toe there you know when you're getting into it uh, like, oh, I can only have one of this kind of sorcerer. I better have loaded him up with the right gun and, you it's, know what I mean, stuff like that. That's where I find I'm I'm struggling a little bit. It's just that when you pick your boon and then you have to pick, like, their spell list. And then, like, it's it's interesting because it's like you really have to play around with, like, what fits best. And, I mean, it's through a lot of trial and error. But, I mean, sometimes you can completely dominate somebody. And sometimes you're like, well, that was not the right build for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, even if you can find flowchart builds, it's going to be multiples because it's like, oh, in this game, I'm doing Zangor spam. In this game, it's this many sorcerers. Or, I just or love Zangor you know. spam, though. Like, yeah. I just love them. Um, I, I always ask this question, and I feel like this is such a foolish thing to ask a Pathfinder player, but I'm always like, oh, this is an easy team uh, to play. And I'm like, apparently not. I, I feel like it's not an easy team to play. Uh, Pathies or... Uh, Pathfinder. So Pathies are a very difficult team to play. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of moving parts, and they have the most nerfs of any team. Um, so what you read in the book, you're, if you're coming into them new, you're going to have to parse out a lot of things that you read and go, oh, this is great. And then people beat you up in the back alley afterwards because they find <laughs> out that you weren't able to do that legally. Um, so, uh, yeah. So uh, Or they watch you know, a really old Tactica video or something. It's, it's like, no, no, see, I can do this and get away with it for two months. And then it's like they come to... Come to the shop one day, and everybody's got baseball bats, just like you know. Uh, so, so that's that's the thing. And there's just also like the positioning thing. Um, there's a lot of in between moves that you do sometimes with with these guys. Uh, like having, like I said, uh, oh, the drone needs to be within two. These guys, you know, the the medic needs to be within three. Um, you know, are you within six inches of the board edge to do your your recon sweep tactic with how many guys? And where are you going with those? Did you deploy for that? You know, um, th- there's just a lot to these guys uh, to think about. So honestly, if somebody wanted to play these, what I say is go to the compendium, pick up compendium tau, buy a double Pathfinders thing, or or just build this and run them as, you know, naked vanilla uh, pathies. Because like all this special rules, it's a lot. You know, every guy gets, oh, I get to just take away your conceal or I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I can take away one of your APL. Uh, I can heal you, bring you back from the dead or I, I can bring you back from the dead or heal you, but not both in the same turn. But actually, I can do that on two separate guys, just not all on the same. There, there's a lot of like on Tuesdays, we eat the salad with this fork um, to, to get around <laughs> that. So so it's like you you got to learn the basics of the game learn like oh rail rifles are actually good uh you you know what i mean the chain activation things that's all there in the basic team and then you just get a huge buff you know after you've you've figured these guys out that's how i would say to start it because somebody that is like oh these look cool and they get this box like gg good luck Uh, there's been so many people (laughs) that hear tower the big bad and they take dead last in the tournaments because yeah. they just get there and it's like, what have I done? You know, nobody wins their first game. I lost that first game on stream at LVO. You know, you, nobody oh, wins okay. their first game as Pathies. Uh, how many games do you think you'd have to have underneath your belt to be actually, to be good at this at a tournament, to bring them to a tournament? Oh, well, let me think about that. I say it takes about five games just to learn the terrain. Like, 
oh, I can shoot this guy maybe? Um, that is a huge learning curve for people to to get around. That's like the floor of Kill Team this edition. Mm-hmm. That you must overcome to be like, oh, I play this game now. And that takes about five games, uh, typically, before you're like, wait, why can't I shoot this guy again? And then you got to do that again with Tao because it's like, wait, why can I shoot this guy again? You know, mm-hmm. uh, when you're trying to explain to people, no, that's actually a valid target. Um, so about 10-ish with standard pathies, I would say. But you know well, what? Go run them. Take... You... <laughs> yeah. Take, take like you're going to lose, but uh, yeah, 10. <laughs> yeah, go do the tournament early. You know, focus on the win condition. See what's out there. See what just beat you dead. And uh, go home with that information because what pathies really want is um, is to, to tailor to the matchup. You know, like you, you, you're taking photons, for example, against uh, Harlequins. Now that you know that, you know, you're, you're good to go. So you want to start going against things and seeing where the problems are, where you were strong, and how you can hedge that kind of early, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I've always brain. found that tournaments are really good practice because you get to play so many games in such a short amount of time. You yep. just get, you just learn so many reps. Yeah, every tournament so is quickly. like a level up moment you just like blip, 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 blip. you take that the mario mushroom or whatever you know what i mean you you, you get biggered <laughs> at the end of it you're just a bigger guy you know you walk around you're like wow i can jump yeah, and absolutely. It goes, I don't speaking know. of tournaments what's your next tournament going to be hopefully a squad games one you guys are close yeah. i want to come down to one of those so uh, for I... our listeners the squad games does have a tournament circuit in uh, so los cow. angeles area yeah yeah, and I think our next game is going to be where, Dakota? Our next game is going to be at Darkside Games in Duarte, California, which is near Pasadena, and then our, which will be in August. And our September game will be in Sherman Oaks, near L.A. And then we'll be running the SoCal Open as well. So we'll be having three tournaments in San Diego. And after that, it will be the big uh, team tournament in uh, Pasadena, at Gameology at Pasadena. And that's going to be a pretty cool event, 3, 3v3. And the price support for all of these is really impressive, I have to say. Um, I'd like to end these asking, is there a kill team you haven't played yet that you want to play? Oh, man. I I would really like to do all Plague Bearer spam. Um, oh, gross. Cool. Yeah, I, I they're just not quite fast enough. But, man, they got 4-6 damage in melee, and they're hard to kill. Despite having a relatively low wound set, you know, with the, the FNP on there, you add like three more wounds onto him. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a lot of bodies and stuff. I think it'd be a very interesting list. It's just they're kind of slow. Um, yeah. I'm a very, I, I like speed in teams. So that's one of the main I think things. it would be hard to go for Pathfinder too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to that. From, from shooty fast to melee slow. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, I'd like to do it. Someday. Hey, you know, sometimes that's what you need, though. You got to get that reset, you know, it's, play something completely different and uh, play the game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Bernadette, I have a last question for you. Is there anything that you want to shout out? Oh, uh, just, uh, hey, you can find me on that there Killzone podcast that uh, happens uh, twice. Which a month. is amazing. Thanks, man. That's it. Just right. uh, anywhere you anywhere that you consume your podcasts, uh, that's where you find us. Devour right. this podcast. Tomorrow. Devour it. The great <laughs> devourer. <laughs> 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 All right, Bernadette, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, we'll, we look forward to having you on at a later date. I appreciate you, man. Thank you guys for having me. All right, and that was the interview with Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a good time, guys? Yeah, of course. Very informative. Very informative. I know a lot more about Pathfinders, and I know what to, to how to not deal with them. Would yeah. you? I was gonna say, just like fear them more. Fear you, them I more. was like, do you want to play them? I was like, I just don't ever want to play against them. They're so. not really like my full aesthetic. I always think I want to play Tau, but then I never do. I think they would be a lot of fun to play. Um, oh, I'm sure they are. I think they kind of fit my play style, but. Uh, I do like to have a little bit of close combat stuff. Definitely. I don't think that there's, there's actually been a team that's been really released that really fit my play style yet. I just want to paint them. That's it. Yeah, I'd probably be on the same boat of painting yeah. them. Yeah. Like, because they're very interesting, and I don't know, they kind of remind me of, like, 
I have towel. I like that blue skin. I paint them purple, yeah. yellow with light blue skin and orange hair. Nice. And they all look like uh, creatures from Avatar. Weefo, waifu, <laughs> waifu, waifus, because I three D printed all of them. They're all like thick, thick. Oh women. my thick god! Thick towel. Yeah, they have that that big. They got the big. I booties, remember you know? seeing these. Are you into too. those thick ones, Saya? Oh, I just remember seeing these. Like, I completely, I totally, like, blanked this out of my mind. But I remember him printing these and showing <laughs> them to me. And I was so confused looking at them. Like, what am I looking Did at? Did he them? ask you to cosplay? No. Here you go. <laughs> Here you they go. look, look like. At, look at that. Look at that booty. Turn it around. Turn it around. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, Bro. It's, uncomfortable to look at them because they look like like Voldemort like Dude, they like... got some thick old th- they got some thunder thighs <laughs> thunder thighs that save lives I'm gonna take a picture yeah, of this thunder thighs that save lives that's that's what I'm talking and about and right now they have no arms they're just in that weird squatty position yep. and like I just it's they're they're uncomfortable to look at but I support I support women you know, those, that's right those, yeah that's those even, thick yeah. gals even, I like communist fish women yeah it's okay I mean, that's, that's what they, that's what they I have to. It's it's my it's your duty. It, I I have to. I can't say anything against it. Go ladies. <laughs> yeah, but that was, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm quite a big fan of Tao. So that was good to get a lot of good insight. I like their lore. There's a lot of stuff I had no idea that he brought up. You know, so. yeah, these little tricks, things yeah. that you, you can learn from, and that's Beardnit. You know, bringing bringing his knowledge just like he always does. Yeah, and I hope he gets, hope he gets back to doing it. You know, normal. But I get it. You know, you're busy. You have a life. You got to do other things. Yeah, you know, that that they they release that Killzone podcast pretty regularly. That's so. true. He is on the Killzone podcast. Yeah, so that's gonna be good. Maybe we convince him. We can convince him to come up here to the stream. You know, and maybe stream a game with us on uh, Wednesdays. Yeah. So that should be cool. That should be a lot of fun. Maybe. Well, if we'll he's see. at Strategic Con, I mean, that's not too far away. You might be able to rope him in in yeah. person. Take a take a trip. Yeah. We we saw him at Gameology in Pasadena. Yeah. So there was that. That was pretty uh, cool. He's also going to be going uh, to our tournament on September 10th. Yes, that's true. Uh, down there at a... Uh... I don't remember where it is. I think it's the Santa Monica, isn't it? Paper Hero Games at Sherman Oaks. There you go. Yeah. Oof. Took me a second. My brain melted. Oh, I, I won't get it. to meet him in person because that's the only tournament I'll be missing. You're going to be in peace. You're going to meet him at Strategic What are you talking about? I'll yeah, meet him at Strategic Oh, that's Bro. right. That's right. That's Bro. right. I forgot. You know, it's funny about you You just saying that to all of your followers. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. You know, I was like, I don't know about that. And then you just announced to everybody that I will be doing that. So I mean, You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Sorry, I may not be going to I actually God. am like, like, I'm very excited to like meet new play- people playing, and I really do hope that we can start building a bigger kill team community on the side of the yeah. Especially know. if there's anyone out here on the West Coast that doesn't play, consider going to to Strategicon on uh, that Friday to learn. And but, then if if it does, if you do like it, you know, you probably have you know a couple armies you already own, so you might have parts for it already. Yeah, and cu- start coming out to uh, our weekly meetups out yeah. here in SoCal. You're trying to do a we- weekend going around as. Our area, usually within 45 minutes from us. Yeah. We, At we, least we, 45. Do, we do pretty far stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes in Ventura, we go down to the valley, go to Pasadena. Uh, unfortunately, there is nothing in Palmdale, Lancaster. Yeah, sorry, so. guys. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys can always make your way to Santa Clarita. And, like, I mean, I mean, you have three people willing to teach you. You'll find someone. Yeah, join, join, join the, the Discord. And we'll join be... the Discord. Find us at the Squad Games Discord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> links in the show notes yeah in fact all of our <laughs> socials are in the show notes you can find me at wargaming studios and you can find me on twitter at jock plays games uh saya do you have anything your uh, plugs you can follow me on instagram it's saya yon s-a-y-a-y-o-h-n and i just started a tiktok i haven't posted anything yet but i'm going to um i'd appreciate the support better be funny i know i have that oh <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a couple. Uh, go to lustersworkshop.com to figure out more about the tournaments, uh, some of the things that I make. Buy some cool stuff. Yeah, come some cool stuff. Uh, and then also, the team tournament is coming up November 5th and 6th. We do have quite a few people that have already said they're interested. We might even have 10 teams already signed up. So if you've got two friends and you play Kill Team, bring them over. Yeah. Guys. We have about $2,000 worth of prize support and counting, and we might be getting some sponsors pretty soon. So it should be pretty cool. 
Okay, this is the moment where you guys need to come together and do this because we need 32 people to make a grand tournament and we need 60 people to be the largest kill team tournament we to want ever bigger happen. bigger than what, than kill team open, right? Yeah, the kill yeah. team open, they're they're really good guys, but you know, we want the competition is yeah. always good for everyone. It yeah. is, it is. Like, you know, I don't think we'll get there. Maybe next year. Maybe we will. Who knows? Why not? I don't know. I think this would be a really fun experience. Like, I, you know, I feel like it's also really welcoming. I mean, we have welcoming. 10 teams already. You can watch them eat cheese. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's I'll welcoming. I'll bring some. It's welcoming to new players, too, because you're not doing it alone. You know what I mean? Like, if you're new to a tournament circuit, this is such a great way to start. Yeah, and we're going to have That's so many nice. prizes out there. There's, It's not going to be just first, second, and third walking away with stuff. There's going to be other teams getting stuff. There's painting. going to be a painting competition. You know, a whole bunch of stuff. We might even, if you could even just come in and learn how to play, we might have a narrative thing on the side. Because there's a lot of, we met a lot of people that are narrative players down in Orange County. So, if we run, like, a little narrative thing while the same time we're running this. We could possibly on Saturday, do that. We could, we could, we could do both. We should have enough terrain by then. So, we um, that could be pretty cool. All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Jock. Yeah. Catch y'all next time, guys. All right. Bye.